Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining me today, guys. And this is our midweek special, the stuff that didn't make it into last week's show and isn't making it into this weekend's show. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about a plumbing 101 because I've had so many plumbing issues come in. And I thought, you know, what not a great time to talk a little bit about the different pipes that you see in your water system and what's good and what's bad. And what are the things that work well to, you know, repair versus replace and or all of the above. So let's talk a little bit about uh, plumbing 101 and the things that I don't like and the things that I do like. Uh, when it comes to plumbing, as far as water pipes come into your home, one of my favorites is copper. Just a good old copper pipe is one of the most reliable, and, and they actually hold up to the highest pressure when you're talking about copper that was, um, you know, sweated together or brazed together with, uh, with a torch. That is, by far, kind of the gold standard for plumbing. Now, when you want to see things that wear out, you're going to look at galvanized pipe. And that is a steel pipe with a electro galvanized or a hot dip galvanized coating on the outside of it. Now, the problem with that is, is that when galvanized pipe fails on the inside, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So that half inch pipe has less water flow than what maybe the diameter of a pencil is. So if you've got an old 1950s or 60s house and you go to turn on the hot water, usually is where it happens first and you turn on that bathtub, for instance, and you get the little bit of rust coming out, or you get really, really low flow, that is one of the signs of a failed you know, pipe. And so what happens is, is they just kind of like, almost like when you go to the doctor and they go, wow, you've got some uh, plaque buildup in those arteries. Guess what? That's the same kind of look on the inside where you get less and less flow. Now, those have a really short lifespan. You know, they've they've probably gone 30 years and guess what? It's it's done at 30 years. You might get 40, but that's really where where that fails. Now, some of the other products along the way have been fairly horrible. And I'm going to talk about one here that I I don't like because I've had to fight it my entire life. And that is CPVC. Now, if you're used to doing sprinkler pipe, you know, which is that white plastic, which is the PVC. For a water line, that's great for doing sprinklers. It is not good for doing water in your house. Have I had wells and things like that that I've done in PVC? Yeah. Uh, was it safe? Probably not. Um, PVC needs to have the NSF stamp on it for it to be rated for drinking water. And if you walk into a home center or your garden store, many of the stuff isn't. And so you got to watch out for that because that stuff is rated for non-potable water or just using around your farm or your yard. So 
Uh, do I like PVC inside the house? No. Uh, the other problem with PVC is it doesn't like the sunlight very well either. So direct sun is hard on it. But it does, you know, you can get it to work with that if it's rated. Now, CPVC is the kind of almond yellow colored pipe. Now, that is a plastic pipe that is almond yellow and you glue together like you would PVC. The problem with that stuff is it is inherently brittle. And as it fails, and there's been tons and tons of different class action lawsuits on it. My advice to you, if you have that pipe in your house, is to replace all of it. Every last little bit. That is when you are time for replumb. I had a house that had it and it was installed correctly. And I would be sitting there in my living room and I could hear in the crawl spaces and our water pressure would go down and I'd have a three quarter inch line running away from each other down in the crawl space. So there were multiple times and multiple insurance claims by previous homeowners over that same material. So uh, when in doubt, if you have CPVC, I would not replace it with that. I would go through and replace it with another product. Now, one of my favorites out there is PEX. And uh, PEX, when done correctly, works really well. And uh, there's, you know, PEX A, B, and C. I like the PEX A. The expansion PEX is my favorite, actually. And that is the stuff that uh, some people call it Wurzbo. I like calling it the expansion PEX so people understand. Because there's two real common ways of, of installing PEX. PEX as a plastic flexible, I like it. Because what happens is, is when you put your expansion tool in, it expands the pipe out. The fitting sets inside of it. And then what's really cool is the tension of the product holds onto that and gives you the best grip on that. The other issue you have is that with the, uh, the banded pecs where you put your fitting in on the inside and then put the crimp bander on the outside, that really reduces flow. So you have a lot lower flow with all that. So that's where the issue is, is when you band that, if you have two or three, like if you're running out to a bathroom, I'm going to tell you that I want you to run a big line on the way out to that bathroom and then come off of that with a manifold and run a home line to every single one of those fixtures because those have a real hard time of you're not going to run a shower and a, a you know sink off at the same time if people are sharing it because you just have too low of water flow. So you want to make sure and plan that PEX B completely different than you would from a PEX A system. So uh, I know the crimp tools are cheaper than getting the expansion tools and all that, but um, definitely worthwhile. And the PEX with the expansion is much stronger than the PEX with the rings. So you have a, a better resistance to things, um, you know, expanding and contracting with that. And uh, it really likes to come back to its normal shape. So that is another one that is good right there. So make sure that you've uh, got the right packs. And there's a lot of other different, you know, plumbing pipes that were used, um, polybutylenes and things like that that were used that just were garbage that you need to replace as you go. Uh, you saw a lot of those different ones that were in mobile homes and quick repairs and then tracked housing you would see in the 90s and 2000s. And a lot of that stuff just needs to go away. Now, here's one thing, and you've heard me talk about this before, if you're a regular Listener, I do appreciate you guys, but um, using shark bike fittings, the press connect fittings is not the great way to fix any of this. So make sure that you've got things dialed in correctly and you're using the proper fitting. If you are going from galvanized 
to pecs, then use a threaded fitting. If you're going for copper to pecs, sweat on a fitting that is threaded so you can screw on a adapter or they do make some PEX adapters you can get out there that are sweat to connect uh, on. I've done that as well. That's the easiest way. So you just sweat on a PEX adapter and that way it's got the barb fittings. So you can expand it and go from there. That is the way to transition. Unless you're doing something temporary, stay away from the shark bite push to connect fittings because uh, those have caused tons and tons of problems in my world. I've seen remodels that were completed six months later with properly installed fittings come sliding off, especially on CPVC. I would never use a um, a slip connect fitting on PVC or CPVC because it just doesn't work well. And there's much better ways to connect those pipes together that will hold up better. So as far as water, that's where we're going there. Now, as far as drain lines, follow your local building code when it comes to drain. You know, in some areas, they say they want you to use PVC drains. Some areas, they want you to use ABS. I am still a believer of cast iron, especially when you're coming into areas like a living area. If you've got a, a, a second floor with bedrooms and you've got a living area down below, I love having that main stack in cast iron because it's quieter and it's going to keep the toilet flushing noise or the water rushing noise down a lot more. Now, if you're going to just go ahead and use, you know, ABS or CPVC, no, ABS or PVC, whatever is required in your area for code, then what I do is I insulate that area with rock wool and try to get it as quiet as I can. Um, I've seen different ways of doing it, but that is the best way to do that is to get that as quiet as possible. So you don't hear that downstairs. Nobody likes sitting there having company over. Somebody goes upstairs to use the bathroom and everybody hears the toilet flush upstairs because it comes rushing down in the wall next to you. To me, that is so easily solvable. And I think it's one of those things that works out really well. So spend a little time on those details and it's going to work out right. So do your research. Take the time. If you're going to be doing a big plumbing project, understand what your local building code recommends and how you plumb it. And so there's a lot of different ways to do this, guys. And the problem is, is that what could be local building code in your area isn't in mine or vice versa. So make sure that you follow whatever your local jurisdiction is here to uh, make sure that you're doing it correctly. Because uh, I tell you what, I've seen more issues lately, especially around like DIY water heater repairs and things like that, where I've seen pictures that have been sent to me with three and four different pipe connection methods, and they're all failing. So... If you're going to tackle that uh, water heater and you're going to tackle, do it right. Make sure the electrical is hooked up correctly. Make sure that you've got the right plumbing pipes coming in, that you've got dielectric unions where you need to. If you have to have an expansion tank and the straps to hold it down and make sure that that uh, temperature pressure relief valve is plumbed all the way to the outside and the drain so you know it's hurt. And then uh, all those little details on top of what's local code in your area that building code is going to trump whatever I'm telling you because you want to follow that. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the week. We've got a great show coming up this weekend that I don't want you to miss. We'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for tuning in to Around the House. Anyway, I'll be on the mean. Life is a love song. Let's be lovers. We're all over the radio. Take my hand. I know where to go. All over the radio. 
Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.